Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Do you honestly do believe that, that a team has to learn how to win? Uh, or is it just better players uh, become winners? Yeah, I think it's I think it's both probably, um, for sure. But I do think that you have to go through the experience of it. you know. And I think these, these are hard times for us right now, and we're going through adversity. And, but the guys are staying strong and their eyes are forward to the next opponent and working on getting better. That's the most important part. That is your Chicago Bears coach, Matt Eberflus, on the Coaches Show. And we are back talking Bears. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. I suck so you don't have to. Bears defense is doing a lot to overcome that. And we welcome back to the show on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is Cam Ellis. He covers the Bears for the score. Cam, thanks for for jumping in today. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm living La Vida Loca, dude. (laughs) So That's nice to have a bye week, isn't it? Yeah. So what is, what do you think Ryan Poles is thinking at this bye week? Let's start with his let's start with his offense. His quarterback looks really good and then there's no hero drive and his quarterback then fires on the receiver that Ryan Poles signed who can't run a route correctly. Apparently there's a lot of that going around the Bears and the Packers knew it, and the Bears should have known it, and Luke Getzey should have known it. He should have known this guy can't run that route. And they called it and threw it, and the Packers said, oh, my God, it's like Jay Cutler part two. And yeah. then you have the same quarterback calling out the receiver and calling out the running back. He didn't run hard. Do you think Ryan Poles likes that in his quarterback, doesn't like it, or doesn't care? My guess is probably doesn't care. I, I think that Ryan Poles probably, you know, when he sits, when he lies down in bed at night, agrees with Justin Fields on a lot of these things. Like, I, I think it would be impossible to be a football evaluator and watch, you know, these routes and the effort at times and not sort of agree with Justin Fields. I, I think that, you know, Ryan Poles played football, so he sort of probably has the empathy from that angle as well. So, 
I don't think he cares. I, I, I think that, you know, maybe the PR person in him is like, well, this could not have come at a worse time in terms of the off week. Like, they're, they're, if you're going to criticize someone, might as well do it on a short week so you can just move past it. But, um, no, I, I think this is – I think this is exactly the type of story that thrives in a bye week because there's just nothing else to talk about. Okay, what do you think Ryan Poles thinks about his defense? He went out of his way to gut it and get whatever – sell it off for parts – He's got a bunch of parts. He's got, uh, I mean, the things will flatten out this week when the Bears have their bye and other teams play down to them. They might not end up with the second pick anymore because their strength of schedule. There are other teams with weaker strengths of schedule, and Mm -hmm. they would would supplant the the Bears with that behind the Texans. I don't know where it's going to play out. But he did to his defense what he wanted to, I suspect, and and identified the they don't have a three technique to start with. They're I don't he does I don't know what else they think they have. But what do you think he thinks of his defense at this point in the season? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think he sees exactly what he made, you know. I think that he there's almost a sort of convenient apathy to it because that's exactly right. He they he stripped it down to the bare parts. There's, it's not a good defense. There are not going to be a bunch of these, you know, a, a vast majority of these guys aren't going to be on the next successful Bears team, and they are in the process getting high draft picks before. Like it, it is working. It is not a, it's not a fun watch per se on Sundays, and so I think maybe he, he sort of winces at the performance itself. But I don't see how he could be anything but, you know sort of pleased with how this has turned out because it is going to plan as well as plan has, as well as anything this season has besides the quarterback. So I think probably he's pretty pleased with the, the overall macro plan while also not maybe enjoying four hours on Sundays every week. I keep hearing in my head, Rob Schneider from um, the, 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 um, the Adam Sandler movie, the, the one I can't think of the name right now. The, the, the oh, water, no, water boy? The water boy, yeah. Oh, no, we suck okay. again. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Rob Schneider, and that's... Uh, I'm sorry? Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's, a very convenient, um, it's a very convenient thing to be happy about this year. I feel like it's, it's much easier to just get along with a terrible defense this year when uh, the quarterback's throwing for 250 yards and running for 180. And the the thing about it was last last week against Green Bay when you thought, oh man, this is this is Jalen Johnson and um, five guys named Ulf, and that secondary I thought played really well. Spent mm-hmm. early, they stuck with their guys early. They were eventually Rodgers was going to figure something out, or that secondary would get tired, and the Bears still still haven't mounted a pass rush, but I thought that was all the backups played really well. I thought that coverage was far better than I expected. What did you think of those, those guys? Do they, is it a, a one-off kind of thing? Are they, are they, did they show you anything that worse merits sticking around in next year? If the bears ever, ever, or the year after if the bears ever compete again. Yeah, I think it was a more so the uh, the former in that it it was a very spirited performance, and I think that speaks to 
the competitiveness of the players, but also, you know, Matt Eberflus's ability to sort of coach above his weight at times. It was a big selling point. And so I think you saw that on Sunday. I mean, also, I think the Packers aren't very good. So, like, you know, I think everyone's so used to Green Bay coming in here and just being one of the best offenses in the league. And that is a little less the case this year, I would say. So I think there's a little more of a fair fight than generally what people are expecting in terms of Packers offense. Um, but yeah, I, 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 to put it nicely, um, I, I don't think there are a bunch of guys outside of Jalen Johnson that played on Sunday that are going to be in their long-term plans. But, but I, you know, it's, it's nice to see them. It was nice to see that it wasn't just a bloodbath and, you know, they didn't just lay down and just let Rodgers throw for 300 yards. You know, it, I think it's, you're going to see if, if, a, if, a, if they have a secondary like that in the next month, I think you're going to see a little more realistic um, results in the sense of how they play. But I, I think between the Packers game and just sort of the, Hey, we're all backups. Let's rise to the occasion. I think there was a lot of that sort of narrative stuff in play against the Packers. And I think, that doesn't exactly hold on for a month against, you know, the Eagles and the Bills and the Lions and the Vikings, but it was, it, it, it was a nice rise to the occasion. And I think on a Bears team that has won three games like that, that is sort of good enough at this point, right? Like I, I sort of think that a spirited performance in a three-win season is, is at, in mid-December is sort of good enough for me at least. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. And I, I you know, the, sub, the, the extension of what you're saying is that, the more they play, the more they put on video, the more they get exposed. That's the way yeah. it happens with a lot of players. But I thought that was – it was a spirited – and I'm – frankly, I'm, I want to see him against Jalen Hurts. I want to see him against the, the MVPs in each league and, and here come the Bills and, and whatever the Vikings have by the end of Kirk Cousins and before they turn into pumpkins again. Yeah, I, right. I want to see that because that's – if you're going to be rated as suck, you don't want to play the Texans at the end. You want to be mm-hmm. rated against what's good and let the, let see these teams try to pick you apart. So with that in mind, on whatever you see on this defense, are you a Jack Sanborn fan or are you on him? No, I think he's a good player. I, I think that he, being one of the only few consistent performers on a very bad defense has maybe raised his profile a little past where it would realistically be on another team. Like I, I'm not, people are talking about him just being a surefire starter on the next really good bears team. And I, I'm not quite there yet, but he's definitely going to be on the roster. I think next year, I think he's proven that he is a very capable NFL player. Um, I I don't necessarily see him, you know, with the green dot anytime soon or whatnot. I think there's a little bit of that. um, You know, people are quick to find, a foundational piece when there may not quite be there yet, but um, I'm, I'm in on him as a, as a, as a very good, you know, upside starter, the high ceiling, uh, excuse me, high floor as sort of a, a, a solid backup. I think that he is a real player. I just don't think he's quite maybe the, the perennial pro bowler that some people think he's going to be. If Ryan Poles ends up, we're talking with Cam Ellis of Chicago sports radio, six, seven, the store talking bears here on the score. So if Ryan Paul, let's say the Bears end up with a second pick or third pick, whatever, it's valuable and they have the opportunity to trade down and somewhere in the deal is not just a swap of ones, but a second, second round pick, Mm -hmm. maybe a second, third round pick. Would you be surprised? Would you encourage Ryan Paul's 
to draft a quarterback? Would you be surprised if he did? Would you be upset if he didn't? I would not be upset if he didn't. I just think Justin Fields is the guy. I don't. I. I, I don't quite. I know it's it's sort of it, there's this fun sort of trendy argument about always taking quarterbacks every year, and I do think there's some validity to that argument on a on a grand scheme. But I think the Bears have their guy. I think it's very very obvious that he's a guy. Um, I, I think that you would be doing yourself a disservice by taking a flyer on the fourth or fifth best quarterback in a draft when you could go take the second or third best tackle or the second or third best corner. Like they're the builder, like Justin Fields has proven what we all sort of wanted him to prove this year. And, and I think it's now, now you sort of pivot transitionally into now we're going to build around him. Now we're, now we're going to go get talented wide receivers and talented linemen. Like I, I think if you want to take a quarterback in the seventh round, because why not? And if it works out like the RG three Kirk Cousins thing, that 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 is good for the Bears, I guess. But no, I don't. I don't see why the Bears would use the most valuable draft capital they have on a quarterback. I, I think that is misguided. Uh, there are much better ways to make this team very good much quicker than thinking that maybe you know Will Levis might be better than Justin Fields. I, I think that's just kind of a waste of time. So, what is the quickest way to make this team better? What happens next year that makes this team better? I think you invest a bunch on the defensive line, and I think you try and go get a really good wide receiver or two. I think that the offensive line could use some tinkering, but they've sort of punched above their weight, and I think that there has shown that they're not as bad as they were at the beginning of the year. You know, I think offensive lines always sort of, for the most part, get better as the year goes on, but uh, the defensive line is not going to cut it the way it is right now, and they just don't have – besides Darnell Mooney, you know, a proven wide receiver. I don't think Chase Claypool is necessarily that guy. I don't, he, is, he isn't going to be this year. So I think you go get a stud wide receiver too, and I think you invest on the defensive line and try and maybe get another free agent at a premium position in there. But I think those are the two positions you sort of start building outwards and just sort of make Justin Fields comfortable scoring 28 points a game and not having to score 35 points a game. Like there's, there's, there's a very easy way to be much more competitive quickly. And it's not having literally the worst defense in football by basically every margin. So um, I think it's a lot of investment in defense. And then I think it's a playmaker for Justin Fields. Having the worst defense in football is the key to getting a high draft pick. After that, (laughs) you, you have to know what you're doing and looking at Jaquan Brisker, I'm encouraged by Ryan Poles' drafting. Kyler Gordon, I I think they asked too much of him. They were putting him in a position to fail. And I think he has. The Bayless Jones draft pick has been at to be charitable, incomplete. Braxton yeah. Jones Braxton Jones was that it seemed to be, like you said, quality pick punching above his weight. They they certainly may have something there. So if I would have I would have great faith based on a limited, you know, small sample size. If he were to go after the defensive line and start at nose tackle, the great thing about having so many weaknesses is you could take the best player available and he would inevitably fill a hole for you if you're the bears. Yeah. But if you're starting there, can you really draft a just absolute great pass rusher without having that nose tackle in this defense? Or do you have to absolutely start with, that Tommy Harris type, and then everything else makes becomes better. 
You, you know, that's a good question. I, I think personally, you can always just be better by having talented guys on the field, you know, and, and that sort sounds sort of reductive. Um, but it, it, I don't think you need to necessarily get one defensive position right before you build around it the way that, say, you would a quarterback. I think that, uh, you know, yes, the, the defense sort of, this defense specifically is built around that three technique. You're absolutely right. But I don't think it's going to hurt to have talented pass rushers who can actually get to the quarterback with some consistency. Like, it, it, like you said, it, there's only, they can only go up from here. So it, it's, it's not necessarily like, you know, I remember when Len- Leonard Floyd was around, it was, Oh, like we need to get other guys on the line so that it frees up Leonard Floyd to have one-on-ones because he's not transcendent in the way that, you know, the best edge rushers are, and so we need them on one-on-one, and so we need to fill out the other parts of the line. I don't think the Bears' line is even there yet. Like, I think they should just worry about getting some capable guys on the line, and then when they have even that luxury, that's when you can start sort of playing a little more finicky with technique and who's where, because I think the talent comes first, and then you figure it out from there. Okay, so for now, I'm going to turn the NFC North standings upside down, and that way the Bears have taken the North. And nice. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to, that's my holiday gift to Bears fans who are fans <laughs> of suckage. Cam, have a good holiday. Thanks for joining us. Of course. You too. I'll talk to you later. All right. Cam Ellis of Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score talking Bears. And um, next weekend in this holiday season, next weekend is Hanukkah. Now, Hanukkah, just so you know, it's, it's sort of the Leury Garcia of Jewish holidays. It really wasn't a big deal. It became a big deal in the assimilation, but Hanukkah has a sort of a sort of a nice image. It got all it got all pumped up somewhere along the line. There was a there was a Tony Larusa. Nobody reined in and and made Hanukkah a bigger deal than it is. But the good thing about Hanukkah is it brought us Alan Sandler's Hanukkah song, a regular on our rotation on Saturday Suckage. So we're playing it now in advance of next weekend. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much funnukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. But when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. (laughs) David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do Kirk Douglas, James Caan, and the late Dinah Shura. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish and Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together, what a fine looking Jew. <laughs> Did I say Adam? Alan Sandler? I meant Adam Sandler. I, I know it's I Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. I okay, well, an A15 texture heard Alan Sandler. A15. That's that's really that's where our roots of the WB club are. So we're going to take a break and we come back. I have a wonderful WB club story. So you Waken Bakers out there, I want you to hear this. This is this couldn't be more appropriate. And even though Mark Grody's not here, 
one of the co-founders of the Wake and Bake Club. I do have a Grody update. There's a Gro new Grody title, and we will apparently have to address him as such. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage, WB Club News. Next, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Package on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum with your Saturday Suckage and the WB Club. Next hour, we're talking with Rob Schaefer. NBC Sports Chicago, he covers the Bulls. He and Casey Johnson do a terrific job. They make you smarter. We'll see what he's got to say. Bulls play the Mavs tonight right here on The Score. We'll talk about that in a while. I normally in the 12 o'clock hour on Saturday Suckage, Mark Rohde joins me. Yes, he's on this show. He was on this show. It was his show, and now he's not anywhere. Actually, he's at a show. I didn't know why he wasn't going to be here because I had planned to tell him a story that would please the WB club. So I texted him and said, because I had a question about why David Montgomery was just so snotty and irpy and being criticized by Justin Fields, and I don't think we have an answer, but I guess if you're criticized by your quarterback, you're just going to be snotty about the whole thing. 
So Mark can't do what Mark heard this week because his niece, Gabrielle, is starring in a play today. And Mark is such a good uncle, a bit of a con man when it comes to that, but such a good uncle because he took his nieces to Katy Perry. They went to see Katy Perry. Oh, my nieces should do this. Well, Mark is a Katy cat, much like my diva. Is he really? And, oh, yeah. I mean, he's gone. I don't know if the little monsters want their little monster card back over there at Lady Gaga land, <laughs> but he's a Katy cat. That's so while acting like this, this <clears throat> magnanimous uncle and doing what, doing great things for his nieces, he's there because he's a Katie cat. So is the diva, by the way. Diva loves Katie. She went up to see Katie in Vegas and uh, congratulations on the diva. She now, my daughter is now going to be working for CNN entertainment and culture division, their digital division. She got a job. She starts in January. It's always been her dream to work at CNN. I'm very proud of her. That's awesome. Yep. And she could be a Katie cat. And I said, I'd be left shark if that's what you want. And <laughs> she said, dad, go away. So anyways, Mark, I, I said, Mark, what a boy, bring flowers to, to see the play. And he said, I already am. And I, I said, you're such a good uncle. And he named himself America's uncle. So we're now giving him that title, Mark Grody is America's uncle. Oh, hi, Mark. And you get to act, as I said, you get to act goofier with each year because that's what American people expect of an uncle, right? Isn't that it, Sean? Everybody's got that uncle. Right, of course. Everyone's got the uncle that may say that. I mean, obviously, Mark's a funny guy, but I'm sure to his nieces and nephews or whatnot, he's got to be like, he's got to be the king to them, right? You know, oh, my God. Thanksgiving's going to be great because Uncle Mark's going to be there. Right, well... Now, here's the thing about Uncle Mark is that one of his nieces, not Gabrielle, I can't remember her name. I want to say Daphne, but I don't think that's it either. But she imitates him. For all the impersonations and impressions Mark does, he posted a video of her. She's 12, I want to say. Yeah. Of yeah. her doing Mark and Mark admitting in the uh, somewhere in his Twitter feed, I don't know that I'm real comfortable with this. <laughs> Give him a taste of his own medicine. Huh? Right. Hoist on his own petard, as they say. So, so that was that. So I wanted to tell Mark this story. Mark's not here, but I'm going to tell everybody else this story. It's a WB story. Last Saturday night, last Saturday during the show, I did, I recall putting out a call to the WB club members that I was looking for gummy some kind of treatment for neck pain that caused numbness in my arm and and would help as a sleep aid and elimination of pain and i figured it would come in the form of a gummy and i talked i went to see it my ortho pain management ortho and he gave me something that just wasn't working it was it was awful prescription stuff and i said well then let's think about drugs and yeah, i mean real drugs good drugs let's think about gummies and what do I need? And I put out a call. And there were some wonderful suggestions. I've not tried pomegranate punch, which is one to two. That seems like quite the punch and quite powerful. 
but I wanted to go in and see what my options were and see what, what they cost, certainly compared to normal prescriptions you get at CVS. So me and Sweet Cheeks last Saturday night went into Cureleaf, a nearby Cureleaf. Okay. So you walk into the, these places and just so you know there's an ante room. You've got to show your ID. You got to show, basically, you got to show everything. We don't trust you. We're not letting you near the drugs. And until you prove who you are and we're satisfied, they let us in. There's a security guard there. There's two other people standing there. The woman who was flagging our driver's licenses. You got to have a, if you have an expired driver's license, you're on the outside looking in. You can just press your nose against the gummy candy store. So we go in and one of the gangieres, I don't know if she's actually a gangier, a gummier. Is that what you call someone who's skilled in the varieties of gummies? A gummier, I guess you'd call it. Mm. I, I would be happy to call. So she's helping us. Brianna is helping us. How about and, that, man? Jeez. Yeah. So Brianna's helping us, and we make a decision. And we chose a – it was a Yuzu two-to-one combination that was aimed at sleep, maybe some pain management. That was the general idea, and we'd start there and and manage the number of milligrams depending upon what I felt the pain was and how much I needed to sleep because the pain of previous days. So we make our purchase. It was a, it was WANA, W-A-N-A. And although we looked at Encore's pomegranate punch and thought, you know what, that might be, I might be out kicking my coverage there. I think we're going to wait on that. Because at this time now, that may be the next purchase after what I've gone through. But anyways, we made our purchase and we're walking out. And the security guard at Cure Leaf says, Rosenblum and Grody, Saturday suckage. That's what he said. No way. Way. He's in a security guard outfit. There's a couple of people standing around kind of giggling, including Brianna. She walked outside. I have no idea why she walked into the ante room. I was just worried about, here, we're going to buy this. We're going to pay this. Are we any smarter? I don't know. Let's go find out. We walk out and... The security guard tells me this, and he's somewhere in his 20s. I said, seriously? You're a, you're a suckageer? He goes, yeah, Rosenblum and Grody, Saturday suckage. I said, are you a, you've got to be a Wicked Bake Club member, right? You're working here. You're working at Curaleaf. He goes, yeah, I am. Would you take a picture with me that I could send to my friend who just, who would want to know that you were in? I said, yeah, what's your name? I think he said his name was Damien. I said, who's your friend? And he turns to his right and he says, that guy over there. So a guy standing two feet away who was as much a suckageer as the security guard. He also worked at the place. He didn't, he needed his friend to do this whole John Alden thing and say, would you tell him that I think this is great and I'm a Wake and Bake Club member and get your picture taken so we have proof that he was here? And I, I'm, I'm laughing. And Sweet Cheeks is laughing. She cannot believe that this is the way it's going on. So I took a picture with both of them. I thanked them for their patronage. And I thought, this is a perfect Wake and Bake Club story. Saturday suckage years. And where else should I be recognized 
as one of the, me and Mark as co-founders of the Wake and Bake Club, but a place like Cureleaf. So there you go. There's my Cureleaf story that I would have happily repeated to Mark, but he is out being America's uncle. <laughs> we'll talk to him in a couple of weeks, I suspect. There'll be, the Bears are going to keep playing whether we want them to or not. And they'll be playing with a cornerback who got involved in, who was paid a compliment, or was it a compliment? Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with that on Saturday, Suck at Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. So, uh, I suck. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. They did, yeah. I mean, they played a lot of coverage, a lot of too high. Mixed some coverage up, played some, uh, held the shell till the very end uh, most of the time. Uh, but again, Jalen is a, a premier player. Um, but the other young guys played pretty well. So you got to give them credit. There was, you know, multiple times where it felt like get out of the pocket, somebody's going to come open and scramble drill, and they locked down. Our guys, so they definitely deserve some credit for that. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I, I mean, it really just, in a sense, confirms what I already kind of believe in myself. Um, and something that I mean, I work for, something that I strive to be. So I mean, just having a guy of his caliber, somebody that I play year in and year out, um, and somebody that's familiar with me, and still be able to, still be able to go at it in battle and have that respect from him. I feel like just really confirms everything that I try to stand for and everything I'm trying to reach for. Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson on Parkins and Spiegel, a regular there. Got to hear him, got to be there, appointment radio. Talking about being a premier player, bring somebody that Aaron Rodgers would cite as a premier player, and he did. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday Suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. I suck so you don't have to. Although the Bears defense, including that cornerback who's a premier player with zero interceptions, and a team that ranks almost dead last in passing yards allowed per play and sucks all over the place. He's being paid a compliment by Aaron Rodgers. It may well be true. Jalen Johnson has proven to be a really good player on a really bad defense. And Aaron Rodgers might have meant it. I don't know. I don't trust him, though. Because here's the thing about such compliments or compliments is that because it's Rogers and hearing him say that when I hear this kind of opponents talking up opponents, sometimes things go off and I revert to the con man idea, the way Jeff Van Gundy, then coach of the Knicks referred to Michael Jordan. In fact, he did it on this very radio station. And an interview with the heavy fuel crew, Terry Boers, Dan McNeil, Van Gundy called Jordan a con man. Because he, he'd talk about, Michael's such a con man, the way he talks up opponents, helps them up off the floor. Hey, Van, you're doing great. You're playing really well. Tell them to their faces how great they were. And ultimately, Van Gundy believed Jordan was softening them up so he could kill them, which is what Jordan did. So when Jordan said that on the radio, I took the compliments, uh, the comments to him, Van Gundy's comments to Jordan. I waited outside the Birdo Center at 8 in the morning. Michael stopped. He said, what? I said, you got to hear this. I read it to him. I read, this is what Van Gundy said on the radio. And Michael said, 
bleep him. Michael doesn't often let you quote him when you're, <clears throat> he doesn't often let himself be quoted like that. And then he went on to say other stuff. And then he dropped 51 on the Knicks and pointed at Van Gundy after he had dropped points 50 and 51. So I just got this feeling, hearing Roger say that, that he's trying to con Johnson and everybody else. Maybe he's softening up Johnson. He said it earlier in the week. Maybe Rogers is pumping up his own tires. I don't think he's above that. Um, you know, hey, if I can beat a defense with such a premier player, then how great am I? Which, with my profile of Rogers' insecurity and like he's never done anything wrong, it's never his fault, even though they can't win a NFC championship game, title game in Lambeau, he confesses it was someone else's fault. It seems to be the Rogers playbook, right? I mean, think about it. He's one, he's Aaron Rodgers, and he just acts like he's never done anything wrong and it's never his fault. His one Super Bowl title is coming up on its bar mitzvah, ladies and gentlemen. And the premier cornerback he's talking about, again, it's not all him, the way it's not all Justin Fields, team game kind of stuff. But Jadiel Johnson has played five games against Rodgers and the Packers, and they've lost every one. Not just lost. They played six in that time. He didn't play in, in one of them. But the Bears didn't just lose. Jalen Johnson's Bears didn't just lose. Jalen Johnson has been part of a team that has seen the Packers put up 41, 24, 45, 27, and 28 points last week. That's an average of 33 points a game. Premier player, premier con job. So I have a, I have a bone to pick with A16 Texter. As I was foundering around trying to identify this young woman helping me in Sweet Cheeks in, in a Cure Leaf last weekend, and I defined her as a gummy A, because that's what we were looking at. An A16 texter says, bud tender, kid. And we weren't looking at buds. We we're looking at gummies. There should be a separate name. 224 texter, how were the gummies? Well, they, they helped the sleep part of it, that's for sure. Me and Sweet Cheeks woke up later than usual, and that was good. Two, another 224 texter. I took three of the two-to-one exotic users. That's the ones we had. Three of them? My God. Oh, my God. You just probably just woke up this week. You took them last Saturday. 773 texter. The diva is banned from Saturday suckage because now working for CNN means... She doesn't suck. Yes, that's true. I, I welcome other uh, welcome you all to our tech zone. The tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. 312-644-6767 is the number. You know what? Let's do it, Sean. Let's do the Monday night football thing. 42 years ago this week. 42 years ago, this week, football, Monday Night Football, Howard Cosell informed the world of a 
heinous act. Timeout is called. Three seconds remaining. John Smith is on the line. And I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we had to take. Frank? Indeed it is. Frank? Indeed it is. Howard Cosell informing the world. So, kids, ask your parents. Monday Night Football was the thing, the weekly thing. Howard Cosell and and Dandy Don and GIF, and it was a traveling circus. Howard Cosell is nasally narcissistic Jewish guy was really good friends with John Lennon. It was fitting. If you know the history of these two men and you know their, their relationship, their friendship, Howard Cosell and John Lennon, it couldn't look any, let one of these things is not like the other one, right? People wore beetle wigs. Howard, the man who told it like it is, wore a toupee. Well, if you're that realistic, take the to pay off. But that was when Monday Night Football was a thing on its own, and Monday Night Football is informing the world. John Lennon shot, killed outside his apartment. So we kind of go through that. We replay that every year. It's, it's a moment. Talk about a cultural zeitgeist. Monday Night Football and the Beatles. Well, there's your 60s and 70s. There's your nexus of the 60s and 70s having a moment almost in 1980. Um, in 1980. So what happened this week, I wanted to bring to the air that among the things getting replayed, there was a piece of, of video I had not seen. It was Paul McCartney on the Beeb. That's what we call it, the Beeb. When we're talking about the BBC, the Beeb. Paul McCartney on the Beeb was talking about how he had his plans were to be a, a teacher. And he had applied for a job and was going to get a job at a, apparently a well-to-do elementary school, for lack of a better phrase, whatever they call it over there, I don't know. Paul McCartney was going to teach language arts. Certainly, he knew a lot of enough of the language to help he and Lennon help write the Beatles into, into forever. So he's explaining this. He said he couldn't, couldn't quite take the job because the, they were getting paid, like they were getting paid to play at the Cavern. They were getting paid to pay in, play in Hamburg for what might have been a month's sal- one one gig would have been a month's salary for this teacher pounds, job. Apparently, yeah. Right, right. 
So whatever it was, that however that counts out at that time compared to what being a teacher was. By the way, can I just say this? Teachers, the most important people in America right now and forever, they're the most underpaid, underappreciated, over-necessary people we have. I love teachers, the greatest respect for them. Kids, be kind to your teachers. Kids, respect your teachers. Don't idolize athletes, idolize your teachers. So moving right along. So McCartney in this interview is, is explaining how he didn't become an English. And, and he went back to when he was learning the English language and it was coming out in song. He and his good friend, John, were talking about, McCartney was talking about how they'd write songs in this rather proper British household of his. And here's that part of the story. Not really. I mean, I was. Uh, what's strange happened to me in, in school, the only thing I was really good at was like English. I had a really good English literature teacher. And um, he kind of got me onto that sort of vaguely poetic thing. You know, I mean, you're, you're like that. You like words. Yeah. You like to sort of play with that. I'm, I'm interested in that. And funnily enough, what happened with me is with working with John, we've sort of, in a way, become known as the sort of. Uh, poets of our generation you know so so I've sort of done it a little bit I've, I got into literature without meaning to there's a story I tell you know people might have heard it a bit but uh, we used to write in the back room of our house in Fortland Road in uh, in Allerton Liverpool and uh, dad would be in the living room watching the telly you know and we'd be in the back room writing she loves you and stuff and John and I came out we'd done it in the evening kind of and we used to try it out and we don't say how, how do you like this? She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played it all. She said, very nice, son. He said, very nice. He said, but there's enough of these Americanisms around. Couldn't you sing, she loves you, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dad, you haven't quite got the idea, you know. She loves you, yes, yes, yes. That's McCarty's dad. Not altering history, fortunately. 708 Texture. Rosenblum, do you have bulging discs in your neck? I have the same symptoms, numbing in the arm and shoulder blades. Muscle relaxers were the only thing that could work for me, and I smoke a blank load of weed. Oh. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I just I appreciate the <laughs> I appreciate the advice. That's that's there you go. So, anyways. So the weekend, the, the Monday Night Football, Howard Cosell and John Lennon, of all things, McCartney story. I had not heard that one before. Uh, they do away with the Americanisms. She loves you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank God he didn't alter history. We'll take a break. Um, when we come back with the final hour of Saturday second, there is some bull stuff to talk about. They play tonight right here on this radio station. And... Baseball stuff we shall come back to because you can't get enough when your teams don't do anything. And a birthday in the cultural zeitgeist, there's a birthday worth celebrating or at least noting. Well, I'll do that all in the last hour of Saturday suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. I suck so you don't have to. I will also do gummies if you'll recommend something that might get rid of the numbness in my shoulder. Thank you, WB Club. Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.